Welcome to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. I'm Sean Finer, and I'm with my co-host, Ollie Whitfield. This show is brought to you by AutoClose, a vanilla soft company. Ollie, why don't you uh, introduce today's guest, or even better yet, the guest we're not having on the show, but what we will be talking about today. Yeah, what's up, everybody? So we've been dealing with something for a while now, and um, there's a few times where I've heard people talk about it, but not really like... um, the, the behind the scenes that you don't see. So for, for context, and obviously you've read the title, having two product lines. So there's obviously a decision where you think we're going to have a separate product and we're going to build it and we're going to make something of it and how we're going to do that. And then there's what happens when it's ready and how you continue. And uh, for how long does it stay, does it stay standalone? Should it, can it, can't it? All, all of the things in between. There's a lot to consider. So for context for our situation, um, it's not as though we set up to build a secondary product or, or a new product line. We, Vanillasoft and Autoclose is an acquisition, which means we have two products as current and you know maybe someday there'll be one, maybe they won't, but we at the moment have two product lines in which we have development, we have different marketing stuff, different sales teams, we have all kinds of things. And that means different billing, different systems that we use on the back end. And if you're starting off from your own, then maybe you don't need all of that, but you certainly do need most of it. So um, I wanted to just bring it up and say, how, how would you even start thinking about this? Is there a good or a bad time to launch a, a new product line if you've already got one? And um, what should you know when you're getting into that? So, I mean, I could jump right in, Ollie, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I, what I personally think. And I've been through this some more in, some in the CPG industry as well, is you got to make sure that you plan the transition. Um, I remember when I worked, uh, we were, we were, I think it was Walmart had a name and they were changing the name of their private label. And we're like, okay, well, we've built this brand. Now we're going to change the name. Like, how do we do it? So, for example, in our case here at AutoClose, when we got the acquisition from VanillaSoft, um, you know, it, it starts off by trying to A, get the customers of AutoClose knowing that VanillaSoft is now your parent company. And how you do that is that, you know, for the first, I usually say three to six months, you would have something saying, you know, AutoClose powered by VanillaSoft, but you really want to continue to um, inform, but also engage your client base that you have been acquired by a different company. Because what you're going to be building is something, you know, obviously bigger and better. But the last thing you want to do is, you know, with the amount of years and stuff you spent on building that brand, you know, we spent years building the AutoClose brand. And if we just quickly changed to VanillaSoft, people would be like, well, what happened to AutoClose? So I think you have to be very strategic. Um, first off, but it's also something that, you know, doesn't happen overnight. You have to plan that. Sometimes it's like an 18 month transition. If you want to, you know, connect two different brands into one, just because you want to make sure you're not going to lose business by letting your prospects or clients know, um, or that don't know about that acquisition. Yeah. So, um, well, in a minute, we'll do the whole, if you're starting at one product and you want to build your second, but for, for what you mentioned there, I was thinking when you acquire a company, you do have to make that choice though. You're going to sort of sunset one brand as it were, or one website or one product line and you put them into the other and you make a bigger and better one. That's predominantly the reason why companies get bought. Yeah, they've got to have good financials and that stuff and good people, but it's the tooling itself, the product, the software, the whatever. It's useful to the company for whatever reason. It's filling a gap. It's extending the product they have. So that's always a thing, but it, that is so difficult because like you said, Autoclose spent a long time building its brand and 
it's a younger company than Vanillasoft, but around about the same time, actually, um, the, the, that acquisition happened. Richard Smith, who, who came on the podcast uh, at Refract, he got acquired by Allego, and they are completely sunsetted like entirely. Everyone is now an Allego employee. The website's gone. I think it just redirects. You can't buy Refract. You can buy it as a piece of Allego. And that's one way, or you keep it totally separate. It's a, that's a difficult one. Is Do you have a preference? Because I think ultimately they do have to become one, but it is really difficult. I mean, my personal preference, I, I think, yes, I think you don't want to do it too quick, but you, at some point you do have to have it under one because, you know, years later, if you don't, people still don't even know that you were ever acquired um, and that the different functionalities you have, and you can also present it differently, right? So it's one thing just to take the technology and put it into your platform and move on, but it's another thing to actually, you know, redirect like, like a Lego did. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm up for that, but I don't think it should be done right away. I think it should definitely um, be a transition. So it should be like over a year, a year and a half. But you also don't want to wait too long. Um, but each of the transitions should be like every six months, something changes. Like I said, it might start off, you know, AutoClose was acquired by VanillaSoft. And then after six months, maybe AutoClose is powered by VanillaSoft. And then after six months, maybe by VanillaSoft you know, um, parent company of articles, like different things to make sure that people know that articles and vanilla soft are together, just like refract, um, and a Lego are together. Right. So, um, changing the scenario up, uh, up a little bit, you're a founder and you've got one product and let's say, for example, let's go back a couple of years and say it's, this is you with your one product order close and, uh, you wanted to build a second one, a second product line to maybe go up market or something like that, or to be a, a string like a spin-off of the main product and not a feature. I mean, a totally new product. What's going through your mind as a consideration? Because as, as I said at the top, you've got to market it differently. It's, got, it's almost a whole standalone thing. It's got to be sold separately and differently. Different buyer, potentially different type of company, ICP, all those things. You've got to have split development, all that stuff. So what have I got to know? There's a lot of resource management, I would imagine. There's going to be cost to actually make a thing from nothing. And then you've got to get it from zero to somewhere somehow too, right? Yeah. And I, and I think that's one of the biggest mistakes um, companies make. They make an acquisition and just think, okay, well, let's just increase the marketing budget. Let's reach out to the same people. And, and the honest truth is um, the marketing channels that work for two different companies might be different. Um, the success they've had from those marketing channels might be different. The buyer's persona, like you said, the ICPs, all that stuff might be very different. Um, so you have to make sure that when you are doing it, you kind of do a, you know, an analysis of, you know, who is that buyer for product A and who is that buyer for product B. And it is challenging because ideally then you're asking your marketing team to do, to basically do the market for two different products. Um, you know, and that's one thing we've, we've always discussed here is, you know, we, we, I find we have three different products. We have, you know, the email, um, nurturing tool autoclose. We have obviously the vanilla soft tool, but we also have part of the vanilla soft tool that is really focused on higher ed um, and fundraising. And that's a, that's a you know, beast of its own. So I think the way you market is very different, which does put a lot of pressure on the marketing team because now they have to go out and say, okay, I have to do three different blog posts to three different audiences. I have to build three different webinars with three different types of speakers that are going to bring three different types of audiences. And I can't provide the same leads to each of the three different product lines. So it does get very challenging. I think the person and the team that really struggle the most when this, these acquisitions happen is marketing. 
Yeah, and even to begin with, because you don't know, let's say you do that webinar and you try and say, right, let's split the leads out for ICP for all, all of the things that we can. It's still not quite right. And you still end up with a little bit of like insufficient volume over whatever the word is, the opposite of insufficient, too much volume on the other side. It's always a bit confusing. And uh, yeah, I think that is difficult. But so how difficult is it to come up with that second product line idea because obviously the first one is why you made the business and why it got going but the second one is pretty much sort of a stab in the dark again unless you've had so much customer feedback that you it's just obvious but at that point maybe you should just build a feature or, or you should just sort of pivot that way how big of a call is it to launch a second product so personally i mean this is a it's an interesting story because that's this is kind of what happened with how auto close was actually born um we had exchange leads, which was a data product. And the way I always looked at how do you get the second product is, what are people leaving my platform and buying from somebody else? So for example, when I was in, we were a data company in 2014, we would sell the data and people would then take the data and start going to these sales engagement tools to email the data. And I was like, well, we're providing the data. Why don't we build something that allows them also to now email? So, you know, it's, we built that, that sales engagement tool auto close basically on the fact that why are we giving all this business to our competitors or all to these to these sales engagement tools when we can just spend a year and a half build it ourselves and now we can provide the data and um and the uh, sales tool so i think you have to find something that complements your product you know vanilla soft's acquisition of auto close vanilla soft is very very strong on phone voip sms etc etc Autoclose is extremely strong, specifically on email. So we were a perfect complement to the vanilla soft product line because now you can go and say, okay, well, if you're using us for phone and you're going to, you know, an outreach because of their email, well, guess what? Now we have both all-in-one solutions. So I find it's always good to find a complementary um, product that that works with what you're building, um, and that's what how I would choose uh, what when is the right time and what the second product line is. And kind of like you said, it's got to be very, very close in um, in category or at least what it is to the other business. So in a sense, like to do email as, as Autoclose is and then to have contact data as Autoclose has, that's two different things. They're very close together. Though. So if, if you're going to do email, question number one, who am I sending an email to? And if you're going to get contact data, question number one is what am I going to do with it? And then you might email it. Those yeah. are very close together. Maybe the next one, you could go down into like a LinkedIn avenue. You could say, well, let's add LinkedIn to our cadences and, and sequences. So that would be a tool or we acquire one. Or you could do CRM would be a massive one, but that's the next thing. It's what happens to the contact data and the stuff that happens to those contacts. You need CRM to check it. So it's, it's that sort of thing instead of, I think sometimes you see this especially hiring companies, they're, they're very good at hiring people. And then they try and be the hiring system, which kind of like makes sense. But when I think when they try and do it, it's too far away. It's not the, the very next step. It's like two or three along the line. Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, I could not agree anymore. And I think, I think you just, you know, it's also another thing, you know, are you, are you buying that second product line for revenue as well? Like we talked about earlier is, you sometimes buy because if you're a, if you're a one million dollar company, you can acquire something for 
500,000. Well, guess what? Now you're a $1.5 million company. And when you start looking at those multipliers that your company's worth, four, five, six, seven, eight, 10 X, whatever it might be, um, it always looks good to have two different product lines that are both generating different revenues. So, um, and another thing you could do with those two product lines is if you do an acquisition, like you know, these companies, some of these companies did, if you have a new client base that you could promote to as well, because specifically auto close, people that might've been using email now, you know, might be looking for phone. So when you're looking for phone, why would you go like a connect and sell or all these other companies when you can actually go to VanillaSoft, which is the same company that owns AutoClose. So there's different ways to strategically build or acquire those second product lines. Yeah. And in fairness, if, if you're looking to build something, it's always worth looking at what's there, just generally speaking in the market in terms of competitive positioning. Do you even need to build it if you could maybe buy one of them? And if there isn't one, that's a really good sign. You should probably buy it. <laughs> you should probably buy it. You should probably build it if you think yeah. there's sufficient need and it would be useful. So if, if no one's doing it that well or no one's doing it point blank, then uh, then build something quick. So okay, dude. Well, I think we're about out of time. You want to wrap up? Yeah. Um, well, uh, before I wrap things up, uh, I want to ask you one question, Ollie. Oh no, here we, he's surprising me. Here we go. What podcast are you listening to right now? What podcast am I listening to? Uh, it's a good one. Um, the most regular one is The Diary of a CEO, and that's by Steve Bartlett. He's on the like Shark Tank version uh, that yeah. we have in England. Uh, that's really good. He has quite a range of people on it. Sometimes they're like authors of sort of life books. Sometimes they're like famous people who have made it to the top of their field. So that's really good. He had the uh, the Stripe and the Strava founders on a couple of weeks ago, and and Brewdog as well. They had a massive um, problem with a big lawsuit and all that stuff, and he talks about that. Uh, so that's good. And then the only other one at the moment is Metrics and Chill, which is by our friends at Databox. Uh, we had the CEO Pete on our on our podcast as well. Uh, he they they basically ask you how did you improve one metric that you're working towards, and just tell us everything you did. So oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I went on that last week. That's good fun. That's that's really interesting. People get extremely in the weeds because it's just metric driven. So yeah, that, that's me at the moment. Perfect. Well, I want to uh, thank everybody that's listening today and uh, thank you again for joining us. Also, if you did listen to the show, um, don't forget to give us a five-star review wherever you're listening from, because that's why we keep doing this and keep providing you guys value and bringing on great guests. So uh, until next time, thanks again. See you soon.